You are the King and you reign forever. You are the Lord and you've triumphed over every foe. And we praise you. You are the King and you reign forever. You are the Lord and we worship no one else but you. Joseph coming at you, 
and today is August the 16th, 2020, glory to God, and uh, my name is Brother Joseph, amen, and uh, I'm going to be bringing you the word of the Lord today, amen, teaching the people, amen, what what is preached, what what needs to be taught cannot be preached, amen, and uh, that's why we've been doing this now for since August, I mean, some April of 2018, teaching the word of God, teaching the people the way of God, amen, so we can begin to understand uh, how God operates, amen, and, and, and learn this divine order of God. And it's important, amen, for us to walk in this, amen, um, to learn and understand the, the ways of God, right? The, as the psalm says, teach me thy way, O Lord. Hallelujah. The way of the Lord is important, amen. Once we understand the way of God, we can cooperate with God, amen. All right. Hallelujah. Brother Keith, amen. Good morning, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name for this precious day, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to stand in your presence here and minister these words of life to your people, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father God. I thank you that the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple, glory to God. And we need you, Father God. We need you. We need your presence. We need your word. We need your spirit, O oh God. <clears throat> and I thank you, Lord God, that this day we go out and we get that manna, Father God, and that we might be able to be sustained, Father God. <clears throat> For as you said, Lord Jesus, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God does man live. Amen. And we believe that, Father God. We believe your word, Father God. Your word, Father God, is life. Your word is health, O oh God, in Jesus' name. And hallelujah, how your word declares, Father, you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Well, Jesus, you are the word, amen. So the word that God sent was Jesus, glory to God. Jesus is the word. You are the word, Lord Jesus. And we bless you right now, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for this way of God, which is Jesus Christ, amen. And we bless you again, Father, for this opportunity to minister this bread of life, amen. Thank you for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, praise God. Uh, I'm grateful, amen, for this opportunity, amen, to bring, bring that word of the Lord forth, amen. And today, <clears throat> we're going to begin in this, uh, this uh, passage here, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. The scripture says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. All right? So we're going to be covering that. <clears throat> but before we do... Uh, I wanted to highlight a couple of things. First of all, the scripture says in uh, Psalms, right? Let's see here. How does it go here? Hold on a minute. The scripture says in Psalm uh, 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions, right? And one thing we got to understand about the way of God is that when God sends us forth, amen, to proclaim <clears throat> his word, <clears throat> his spirit, ministering these words of life, it's Jesus Christ that's actually in us that's directing our lives by the Holy Ghost, you see. So he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Well, every time the gospel of the kingdom is preached, which we're going to talk about that today, about this gospel, right? This gospel of the kingdom. And this is there is only one gospel, by the way. There is no other gospel. And so... When, when uh, we come to that place in our lives and, our, and because of our fellowship with the Father and because of the dealings of God and, and God, how God has, has brought us through, amen, as the scripture says, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. 
All right, and the obedience is the word is the, let's see here, that scripture is in, hang on a minute. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered, right? All right. Praise God. That scripture is in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. So let's go to that real quick. I want to show you a word here, obedience, right? <clears throat> he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. All right. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. I'll post that for you guys as well. All right, so here's the passage, right? He learned obedience by the things that he suffered, right? And that's in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Now, this word, um, though he were a son, the word son is we us, yet he learned obedience. Learned is the word uh, to learn in many ways. He observed, you learn by your faculties, right? You observe, you draw conclusions, amen? You put two and two together. The word <clears throat> obedience is the word hupake, hupo, hupa cow. Attentive hearkening, that is compliance or submission. All right, and how many of you know that there's a lot of times when we're not very compliant, right? We're not being submissive, we don't want to obey, we don't want to obey the word, we especially don't want to when authority tells us to, <clears throat> to be obedient, right? Obedience, compliance, submission, obedience rendered to anyone's counsel, and obedience shown in observing the requirements of Christianity, right? So he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. In other words, the things that he had to experience, right? So there's a lot of times, for example, when, you're, let's say your father and mother when you were younger, and your dad says, no, this is what I want you to do, and, and it grates your soul, right? In other words, you don't like the correction, right? And so that's something that you're putting up with. That's something that you're suffering, in other words. And, uh, you know, that's just a small example, but there's other situations, right, where we don't want to do the will of God, uh, and, we're so, and, we, and we exemplify that because we're not being obedient, you see. And so obedience here is very critical and important. It's attentive hearkening. And uh, compliance or submission. So there's a lot of references to that throughout the scriptures, but right now I'm just trying to highlight that the scripture says that uh, because of this obedience, right, and what Jesus went through, right, he, he encountered, he had to go through some things, right, and he, and he was obedient even unto death, the scripture says. The death, the first death that he had to die was to die to, his, to himself, to his soul, all right? Now, <clears throat> so he sent his word. So Jesus, the scripture says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, right? So the Word of God is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning, which is Jesus Christ, in other words. So Jesus is the Word, right? John 1, 1 through 4. Well, John 1, let's start with that. Let's go to that one real quick. So John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So the Word, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without anything, without him was not anything made that was made. Now, in him was Zoe, life, the next scripture is the word Zoe, and the Zoe was the foes of man. All right, so right there we see that the Zoe of God is the light of man. God's life, Jesus, Christ, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe. 
that Zoe is your revelation, it's your comprehension, it's your understanding, if you will obey it, right? And that's the key, right? Are we going to obey God's word? All right. And uh, let me post those up for you. I'm trying to build. I'm getting to something here. I'm building something here. So be patient with me. So in the beginning was the word. Now. <clears throat> All right. So now. Question. So the scripture says of Jesus Christ and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. Same passage in John chapter one. I think it's verse. Verse 14, right? And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now we know, according to the word of God, that Jesus Christ, the desire of the Father is that to bring many sons unto glory, right? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Let's go to that one. A lot of scriptures, amen? But that's how we, we, we got to hear these words, right? Hebrews chapter 2. Uh... Is that it? 2.14. I'm sorry, verse 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. I mean 10. Hebrews chapter 2, 10. So, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering, right? You endure, you endure, and you stay under authority. You keep staying under authority, which is the word, right? The word is the is the, prime, is the final authority, amen. That word of God, right? So, <clears throat> here we go. So, are you the word? The question is, is that he? he it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, are you exemplifying the word, Jesus? In your life, in the way you carry yourself, in the way you conduct yourself, and so on. Are you the word, in other words, is the question that, that I'm posing here. In, in any situation, everywhere you go, are you exemplifying, are you representing Jesus Christ or representing the Father? Are you the word? When the word, when you become the word or are as Jesus, your own will will have a hard, your own, I'm sorry, will have a hard time receiving you. <clears throat> because we see in verse 11 there, 1 to 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. You see what I'm saying? And Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor in his own country. Matthew 13, 54 to 58, the latter part of that, it says, uh, And they were offended of him, because Jesus said unto him, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works because of their unbelief. Unbelief here is the word, apistia, no faith. All right, and how do you remedy that? You get the word, right? You the more faith comes by hearing and hear, hearing by the word of God. You you keep receiving, you keep hearing, you keep hearing, you keep hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Attentive hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. And that's in Romans, right? Romans chapter ten. Seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Now, this particular uh, hearing here, right, uh, it's the same, it says, I call, I, hearing uh, the act or sense of, of the thing heard. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. You continuously apply yourself to hear from the Lord, whether it be through, 
uh, someone teaching you like I'm doing right now, or you put on a cassette tape or, or, or an MP3, you download a podcast, you watch a video of someone teaching the word. Now, mind you, it's, in, it's critically important that the source that you're hearing from, right, is from the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In other words, there's a lot of gospels out there that are being preached that, for example, <clears throat> are not what the word teaches us. For example, you got certain organizations that, that don't believe in speaking in tongues, right? Okay, so that's another gospel. Because, see, the word of God is eternal. These principles and these truths that God put forth in his word and, ta and, teach and taught us and is continuing to teach us, these are eternal truths, eternal principles, right? And it's interesting that... Uh, he came unto his own, right? And his own didn't receive him. See, he was a fully matured son of God. He was representing the Father. And uh, and and they wouldn't receive him. So that's why Jesus in the Beatitudes, right? He listed out the, the attitude that you need to have to receive me. Because if you're full of yourself, if you're full of another gospel, you're not going to receive the kingdom of God. And to receive the kingdom, see the kingdom and, and walk in the kingdom is two different things, right? And are you, are you becoming the word, right? So in John 11, 1, 11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Now, if you jump into verse 12, but as many as received him, to them give he authority to become the sons of God, right? So when they become as, son of, as a son of God, right, you're being generated, right? You're coming into maturity. As I was reading earlier in Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 10, all right? And I was just quoting also in, in Romans 10, uh, 17 there about the just shall live by faith. And I mean, and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now, in Hebrews chapter 2, yeah, Hebrews chapter 2, but as many as received him, uh, but as many as received him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, authority in other words. And then it says here in Hebrews 2, 10, for it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many we us unto glory, to make the captain of the salvation perfect through suffering. So it was always God the Father's intent, right, to bring many sons into maturity. It wasn't just Jesus Christ that was going to walk in this maturity. Now, <clears throat> what we need to understand about walking in this maturity of God, and the Word became flesh. In other words, your life now is flesh, flesh of the Word. In other words, the Word became flesh. So you are now walking as a fully matured son or daughter of God. And that doesn't mean that you're not still teachable, you're not still trainable, you're not still being corrected. It just means that you're operating, right, as a son of God. And when the correction comes, you're receiving it. Whether through getting taught the right way, whether it's preached at you, whether somebody pulls you alongside and exhorts you on one-on-one, -on -one, etc. <clears throat> and the thing about it is, when you come into these strengths of your inheritance and who you are as a son of God or daughter of God, you're not going to be received amongst your own kind. All right? And I've, I've experienced that on, on many levels, but on the level of the body of Christ, right, and bringing forth God's words and God's ways and so on, and the body of Christ doesn't want to receive that. They end up speaking evil against you, and, and, they, and, they, and they say and they, and they broadcast to others that are in their, in their arenas, you know, this brother is, you know, watch out for him. But the thing is, is that, We've been given an anointing, glory to God. The scripture says, uh, but we have not received. You see how does it say it? Um, you need not that any man teach you. Say that anointing that abides in you, it will teach you all things. In other words, 
when the kingdom of God, when the word of God by the spirit of God, amen, for the very presence of God is being ministered to you, your spirit man will be, bear witness to it. Amen. In other words, you're, you're, if you're staying in the word, right, because the word is the key here, the word and the spirit, right? When you have the word, you're able to pick up what's not of God quickly. It's got a wrong spirit behind it. Namely because it's coming from a man's soul through learned knowledge versus through his relate from his relationship from the presence of God. So he came unto his own and his own received them not. So and they were offended of him. John Matthew thirteen fifty seven. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor save in his own country and his in his own house, and he did many mighty works. He couldn't do any dunamis there. He couldn't display the power of God. He couldn't preach this gospel of the kingdom, amen, because of their unbelief, their lack of faith. Now, but as many as received them, back to that in John 1, 12, he, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, when you're born of the Spirit, you're being born from the Father, amen. You're being generated from that divine nature, just as Jesus was. Jesus was born again. He came from divine nature. So when you're born again, your spirit man is renewed and you receive that life of God. Now you are regenerated. And now you can begin to see the light of the kingdom of God, amen, to, to bring forth and bring you into that place where you're walking in the kingdom, in your inheritance. Now, <clears throat> so, and the word was made flesh, right? He sent his word and healed them. That word, see, that, that, that is getting sent out. In other words, you, as a son or daughter of God, that's walking in your inheritance, you're constantly being dispatched, amen, by the Lord Jesus Christ. Your, your spirit, man, is constantly being quickened, amen, to bring order, to bring the peace of God because of the government of God in your life, you see? And so you're bringing healing, you're bringing deliverance, you sent, he sent his word, you, and he healed them and delivered them, amen? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions, from their own walking away from God. Now, anytime we walk away from God, right? Anytime we, first of all, namely, you've got individuals that have never even heard this gospel of the kingdom, all right? And so, and so, therefore, we know where they're going to be end up at, right? Because the scripture says, "My people perish," all right? My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So God needs to teach His people, right? So He needs to, He needs His word to be sent to them. But if you don't take the time to go through the process to learn the way of God and grow up as a disciple in the Lord and get taught and trained discipleship to be able to come to that place where you know now that the goal is to serve, to serve, to serve, to serve humanity, the body of Christ, your family, your wives, your children, your husbands, etc., 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 right? Your workplace, your attitude, right? Oh, man, I, I was really irritated this week at work, you know, I had a... Just something that I didn't like about the way something came down. And uh, it was just irritated me to the point to where my stomach was hurt. But I had to get my soul back under control. All right. And uh, because I need, in, in any situation, we got to re represent God. And even though I didn't like the situation, I had to do it. And I had to change my attitude in my heart. You see. So who sent the word, right? The word is Jesus Christ. The word is the will of the Father, right? And so who sent the word? Jesus, right? The Father is the one that sent the Lord Jesus. So when you come into your inheritance now, you come unto your Father now. And your Father is the one that begins to dispatch your life to the people out there and to the world. So <clears throat> Jesus said in John 10, 30 through 39, 
I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Your very own, in other words, will want to shut your mouth and kill you because your, your hearts, their hearts are full of hatred. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of these do you stone me? Jesus answered him saying, The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Now listen to this. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? And if he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, right, violated, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God? If you do not the works of my Father, if I do not the works of my Father, then don't receive me, don't believe me. Right? But if I do, though you believe not me, but if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. Now, question. In, in, the, in the world today, right, we have camps, if you will, another gospel that says that God doesn't heal today. All right? It's got to be done through doctors. <laughs> Those that are educated and learning these things, right? Well, back then, they had a problem because Jesus declared who he was, right? And, uh, and, then, he, and then in another passage, right, we see that... Um, when they let the, let's see if I can find it. I don't know if I wrote that one down. But the point is, is that the scripture says that Jesus saw their faith. And he questioned, and they questioned him again. Who sent you, in other words? Where did you come from, right? Well, what is this message that you're preaching, right? We can't hear it. We can't receive it. We, we don't understand it. Well, namely because you're carnal. You won't hear the things of God. You're not going to work in the things of God, of the way of God, of the kingdom of God, if you're a carnal individual. And I was explaining this to my son uh, the other day, last night. I said, you know, a, a man that's carnal, a woman that's carnal, cannot work spirituals. You can't work the things of God, in other words, from the carnal perspective. So, for example, if you're married, I said to my son, and you married with a, a man and a woman. Let's get that right, because that, again, is being interpreted in other ways. And you have sex with another woman if you're a man and you're married, right? That's called adultery. If you're not married, all right, and you have sex with another woman as a man or a woman with a woman or a man with a man, right? It's all the same thing. It's fornication. It's called fornication. And I was explaining these things to my son. So I was basically trying to tell him that as a, as a carnal man, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to come into your full strength as a son or daughter of God, representing the Father in the earth in carnality. The carnal man can't understand the things of God, neither can he knows them because they, they are spiritually discerned. The natural man can't see all that. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And so what's interesting about all that is that many will accept that See, the question is, is did God save everybody through, through Jesus Christ dying on the cross? Because Jesus said, what's easier to say? Be healed or be forgiven. It's the same thing. That's in Luke chapter 5. To be healed is to be forgiven. To be forgiven is to be healed. So question, will, can God and will God heal everyone? Did he heal everyone? Another question, did he save everyone? Did he save you? Amen. He sent his word and 
healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. You see, to say to be healed is to be saved. Sozo. Not a one-time thing. We're talking about wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Glory to God. He sent his word, glory to him. He's sending you and me. Send the message, send the word. The word of the Lord came forth a few years ago. You are the word, brothers and sisters. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? In the kingdom of God. Not out there in the Babylonian system. Okay? And I'm saying, I'm getting all that. Now we're going to get into the outline. All right? Praise God. Praise God. So now let's get into the outline, amen. And uh, praise God. Now, in talking about this scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, right? The scripture says that for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith and them that heard it. Right? Attentive understanding. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 in the message translation, we receive the same promise as those people in the wilderness. But the promise didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promise with faith. Now listen to this in the Living Bible. For this wonderful news, the message that God wants us to save us has been given to us just as it was given to those who lived in the time of Moses. But, but it didn't do them any good because they didn't believe it. They didn't mix it with faith. Amen? Now, I was reading another passage today. I mean, another uh, translation. <clears throat> this is the International Standard Version. Right? He said, because we have had the good news told to us as well as unto them, but the message they heard did not help them because they were not united by faith in those who did listen and believe it. They weren't united in faith by those that were listen, that did listen to it. Isn't that interesting? Is in the baptism of the body, right? We've got to be one with one another in Christ. Amen? Not around a denomination, not around a specific set of belief systems from the Babylonian system, our creed, in other words. This is what we believe. This is what we stand for. No, we need to be representing and standing for the whole gospel of who Jesus Christ is because he sent his word. He sent Jesus to us. Amen? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We are that representation of the word in the earth today. And as sons and daughters of God, we are the ones that must be united in Christ Jesus. Amen? And bring forth this word of the Lord on such a such an unparalleled parallel strength. The strength of God in uniting the people of God is that we're going to come forth and we're going to see and experience this gospel of the kingdom. We're going to see and experience, as the scripture says, amen, praise God, mm. amen, get to that real quick. Well, I know where it is, but I'm not going to go there right now. So let's, let me get back to what I'm getting at here. All right, so now. Let's get back into the outline now. So we see here that we didn't unite with those that were united within the faith. Amen. We didn't believe as they believed, right? Now, I want to show you all something else here. Praise God. In uh, verse 8, all right, of that same ISV version, it says, For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken later about another day. 
All right, now, in the King James, that same passage says, if Jesus, all right, this is uh, Hebrews 4, 2. Uh, I'm sorry, 4, 8. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would not he afterward have spoken of another day? Now, that word <clears throat> is the word translated for Jesus, but the, the scripture is referring to Joshua in the Old Testament. So, if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. Now, the purpose of God of coming into the obedience of the Word of God and coming into faith is to come into your inheritance, right? And when you come into your inheritance as a son or daughter of God, you're now in that place of rest with the Father because you're under the government of God, right? It's an attitude of the heart, right? You submit to the Word of God, you see? Now, if it says here in verse 8 in the ISV, for if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken later about another day. In other words, whatever the Israelites in the Old Testament came into as part of their inheritance in the form of the land, right? That wasn't the last inheritance. That wasn't the ultimate inheritance. The ultimate inheritance of what God intended was for us to come into maturity. Amen. And come into our place so that we could be where Jesus is. And Jesus is with the Father. Right? Doing the will of God. So, we, he would not have spoken later about another day. Another day that we come into our place and our part in the kingdom of God. See, in other words, it wasn't just about the land in the Old Testament. Now, it's dominion in the spirit. The land that we take is in the spirit realm, glory to God. Now, let me get into the outline. So, so I've read those three scriptures now. Now, in Romans chapter 1, 16 through 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So this lifestyle of faith that we live, to faith toward God, right? It's a lifestyle. It's a day, a day in, day out thing. As a matter of fact, I was listening to the uh, process in the video, I mean the uh, audio for the podcast that Brother Jeff does, and uh, and anyway, he uh, he said that there should be a path to your prayer closet, or where you pray, a, a worn out path, man, every day, glory to God, and 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 that's true, right? This this we live by faith, we receive by faith, Amen. We're in the presence of God by faith. We pray by faith toward God. You see, praying the Word, praying our desires before the Father. So to preach this gospel is to preach the power of God. It's not just words, you see, because what we understand about God in this way, right? Let me show you all this. Let me read this to you. Um, is that the will of the Father is the word of the Father. The word of the Father is the way of the Father. The way of the Father is the work of the Father. And the work of the Father is the Word of the Father. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Glory to God. God getting us to that place by the Holy Ghost to bring us into that place where we're doing the work of God because we're being, we've been sent by the Father. Amen? Alright? Now, the word prophet right there in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the word did not profit them. Prophet is the word to be useful and advantageous of prophet. It, 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 didn't, it didn't give them any usefulness. It wasn't advantageous to them because the scripture says, and there's, there's a couple of scriptures here in, in, in Luke chapter 29, 25, all right? 
It says, for what is a man advantage if he shall gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? The word advantage there is the word profit, to be advantageous toward you. And then another place is better, Mark 5, 26. And he had, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, nothing advantage, nothing useful for her life, but rather grew worse. So this word is very important here that we understand that we cannot profit from God, amen, and, and have God's way and his word and his will, etc., and his work in our lives, the will, the word, the way, the work, if it be an advantage to us, if we do not mix this word with faith. Now, Matthew 27, 24, and when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, that's again the word advantageous, right? Uh, useful. So again, that's just another example how that word is used. And in John 12, 29, the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevailed nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. Glory to God. <laughs> they couldn't prevail in this matter, amen, because their hearts were full of evil, man. They were carnal men, men of God, and they were they couldn't figure out what this message was, what Jesus was preaching and teaching them. And therefore, um, it didn't profit them. It was not effective them. Now, <clears throat> the word mixed is the word to combine. So they didn't mix the word. They didn't combine the word. They didn't become in union with or together. They didn't mingle, pour out, or blend this word with faith. They heard it, but they didn't receive it. You see? So this same word was preached unto us and unto them. Now, in Romans 3.3, 3, well, an example of that word uh, mingled or, or mixed for comely parts, 1 Corinthians 12, 24, have no need, but God had tempered the body together, mixed and commingled, right? Union with or together, having given more abundant honor to the part that lacked. Thank God. In other words, he gives grace, amen, to the part that's needing grace more to, to, to elevate it, in other words. Okay, now, so in Romans chapter 3, 3, the word preached, see, did not profit, did not be mixed with faith. So, for what if some did not believe, Romans 3, 3, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No. You see, those that are in union with the faith and, and the kingdom of God, they are the ones that are mixing that word with faith, and their lives are advancing and prospering. Amen? Praise God. Now, in 2 Timothy 2.13, right? If we believe not, yet he abides faithful, he cannot die, deny himself. And I'm so grateful for that scripture because all that time that I was backslid, back away from God, in other words, reversing, going back into the world, you know, that word of God was still in my heart, amen? And that word of God, glory to God, the Lord Jesus finally called for that word by the Holy Ghost, amen? And that's when I started the process of coming back into the will of my Father, amen? That was February 7th. 2014. But the point is, is that, uh, you know, I had to mix that word with faith, and I had to get back in faith toward God, and 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 I had to endure some things, amen? And I still endure, glory to God. Now, mix the word of faith. Teach us to profit, to be, teach, us, teach us how to make this word useful to us, beneficial, valuable. Now, in Isaiah 48, 17, thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, The Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. 
I am the Lord that's teaching you how to profit. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments, then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. See, Israel kept falling away from God because they would stop being obedient to God's word, what God had said to them. And so therefore, they would go their own path and they end up getting in bondage to the world, to Egypt, slavery to another nation, etc., etc., etc. I don't want to come back into bondage. I don't want to come under the slavery in the hand of the devil. Amen, Satan. I don't want to, I've, I've been delivered from that authority. Amen, I've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You understand? And I expect that you guys want the same thing in your lives. You don't want to come into bondage. Amen. I don't want to see my family suffer, my wife and my children and so on. See? Now, mm, so, <clears throat> the word did not profit them. All right, Mark 7, 13. This is what Jesus said. Making the word of God a none effect through your tradition which you have delivered, and many such things like and many such things like things do ye. So they didn't mix this word with faith, they didn't profit them because of their uh, traditions. In other words, you know, I don't know, I don't know of a tradition right now that I can you know give you an example of, but the point is is that Jesus told them that you've made the word of God a none effect. You see, that's in Again, in, in Mark 7, 13, right? And uh, let's look at the some of the words there. Making the word of God of none effect, right? And the, so the word of God of none effect is the Logos, making all these words through your tradition. Tradition is something that you give up, you give over. In other words, so when you hear something, something's being given to you, given over to you. So these traditions and the things that they had been transferred to the people all these years made the word of God of no effect in their lives. Amen? And many things like this do ye. You, you keep producing the same thing. Hmm? And uh, you don't want to come into the way of the Father. You don't want to come in to me, says Jesus. That's what he told him. You won't receive me. You see? But you're, an, another comes in another man's name Another brings another brings another doctrine in his own name. Him you're going to receive, Jesus said. So see, they wouldn't receive it because you had the wrong spirit, the wrong attitude, the wrong heart, right? Now, <clears throat> so in Hebrews five thirteen, this is another issue with you know not understanding and receiving and hearing this word because you're unskillful. Five thirteen in Hebrews says, "For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe." I was telling my son last night that you can't give an inheritance to a baby, a young man, a woman, right? In other words, they wouldn't know how to manage that. They'd have to have people in their lives to manage all that, right? But the point I'm getting at is, but when that son, see, it doesn't mean that we're not heirs of God when we get born again. The question is, are you going to come into your inheritance and receive the fullness of what God has for you by coming in and growing up into this kingdom, you see? So that's what we've got to be clear of is that it's not that God doesn't love all these babes and so on and 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 the, and the potions and the technons it says that he wants us to grow up amen come up hither saith the lord and uh so in john 1 1 through 4 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning amen all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of man you see so that word has always been with us the word of god is is the standard you see and he upholds his word above his name, the scripture says. So 
this gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24, 14, as we come into our place, 16 through 24 is what I'm going to read here, of maturity, and as we're united in the kingdom of God, as sons of God and daughters of God, then we're going to experience the word of God. You have to, because if you mix it with faith, God is going to honor his word. Now, verse 14 in Matthew 16, and afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So he was rebuking and correcting. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Now that believing and baptizing means that you're going to follow the pattern of God. You're going to come in and be submerged into the kingdom of God. And the representation is that the death, burial, and resurrection is when you allow yourself to be baptized in water in the name of the, in the, name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're death, you're buried, and you now you resurrect. It's a symbol, you see, symbolic of our life with God. Now, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. So the Lord working with them. We're going to get to a place where God is going to be working with us because we're united in this gospel of the kingdom. Not in this gospel of self. Not in this other gospel, you see. And that's what I'm trying to get at here is that we're going to see that in a minute is that there's another gospel. There's a lot of other gospels that are being preached. Amen. So Matthew, Mark 16, 15. I already read that. I'm sorry. Now, Jesus preached the same word, gospel, everywhere that he went. Amen. And I've noticed that about myself. You know, when people ask me, you know, where did you come from? Right. And what they want to know is what system did you come from so that I know how to filter you. Right. But the interesting thing is, is that when I'm sharing and I'm teaching and I'm preaching the Word of God, it's the same gospel, right? I'm not intimidated by, by mankind and, and the body of Christ that's offended, if you will, the Babylonian brothers and sisters, if you will. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me. They're going to get the same thing that I give everybody else, is what I'm trying to say. And that's what we need to come, under, come to an understanding in, is that, don't filter yourself just because a brother doesn't believe in laying on of hands or another one doesn't believe in tongues or, or that God will heal everybody, etc. Don't filter yourself is what I'm saying, man. Be bold and be strong in the Word of God. Amen? That the Word of God will have free course. Amen? Now, so, Jesus preached the same word everywhere. There is no other gospel. Galatians 1.8 but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, say not, so now say I again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Right? I don't want to hear nothing else, man, if it's not the word of God and the kingdom of God and the right spirit and so on. It's foolishness, right? I'm not into sensationalism, Right? I'm not into my, and making myself a big name with lights and cameras and action all over the place. I don't want that, man. I want the kingdom of God in your life and in my life. 
I want you and me, as the Father does, to grow up in the Lord. Amen. Forget about all the foolishness and about all the flesh. Mm. Praise God. Now, there is no other gospel, right? <clears throat> Praise God. Praise your Father. All right, so one thing we got to understand about this word, right, that's being preached and taught. First of all, there's one word of God that's being preached, one gospel of the kingdom, one gospel, but it's landing on four different types of ground. In Mark chapter 14, Mark chapter 4, 14 through 20, the sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh the word away the word that was sown in their hearts. We have to understand that you're going to get pressured, amen. It's the will of God. It's the way of God, I'm sorry. To test to see if you really believe what you believe. And the question is, is you're going to allow the circumstance to dictate to your life what, what is not true, according to the word of God? Or are you going to stand your ground and stand on that rock, Jesus Christ, amen, and allow the word of God to be completed in its fulfillment in whatever area of promise that you're believing God for? Amen. So Satan comes immediately and the, the, for, to take away that word that's sown in our hearts. He's, he always does. That's what he's doing. You see, he doesn't want that word of God to be preached anywhere, taught anywhere. Now, I'm not talking about the Babylonian message. I'm talking about this gospel of the kingdom. You see? Now, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive with gladness, right? And have no root in themselves, and so endure before time. Alright? Afterward, when afflictions or persecutions arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Talking about four different grounds. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things, enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some one hundred. You see, we should be walking in a place in our lives where our lives are producing fruits. In other words, results. Fruit, I'm sorry. Results after your faith, right? In other words, because of your faith toward God and His Word of God, this is the result. The fruit, in other words, the results. And we should be producing 30, 60, and 100-fold fruit all the time, glory to God. And God wanted to bring us to a place, as it says in Romans 12, 12, 1, talking about uh, 12, 2, right? And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mind is part of your soul, your soul, the renewing of your soul, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Mature sons and daughters walking in the Spirit of God, after the Spirit of God, amen. And the Word of God, amen. So the wayside, Satan Satan comes immediately, right? He doesn't want that Word to produce. Just like a seed that's planted in the ground, he wants that seed to, I mean, he doesn't want that plant to come up in your heart. Now the thing about it is that the stony ground, right, receive it. Endure for a time, the believer a while. Luke 8, 13 and 14. They on the rock are they which... When they hear, receive the word of joy. And these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation 
fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection, maturity. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Patience here in Luke chapter 8.13. Luke chapter 8.13. I want to go to this. Uh, patience is the word hupomene, constancy, constancy, faithful, reliable, consistent. You see, when when we're when we are at that place and we bring it forth fruit with patience, it's the same thing when you're plant something and you're expecting a beautiful flower or you're expecting fruit or some other uh, results, right? You have to patiently, constantly, faithfully reliably wait until that fruit comes forth. It's the same thing in our lives in the kingdom of God. Now the thing about ground, amen, the ground has to be prepared in order to receive the seed. So too must your heart be prepared to receive of the Lord. The scripture says in Proverbs 16, 1, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart in man. Our hearts must be prepared to receive God and his word. To receive this gospel of the kingdom. Amen. We've got to be in a place where in faith toward God. We hear the word. We get quickened by that rhema of God in our spirit. And all of a sudden we put breath to that word. Now that word, you have to expectantly wait for it. And the only, place it's going, the only way it's going to get to that place where now you begin to wait for it. Wait on the word, in other words. Is that your heart was prepared and you received that word first. So it says here in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, right? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, verse 3, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in a, the desert a highway for our God. In other words, prepare God, prepare to receive him, right? It's like if you're receiving someone in your home, you don't receive them with the house all trashed out, you know, stuff not in its place and so on. It's the same thing in our lives. Amen. We've got to receive this word and this heart must be prepared. Now in, in Jeremiah chapter 40 verse 3. Alright. Break up the fallow ground. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Right. There's no point in putting seeds out there. When, when other weeds and other items are in the way. Plants. You know what's going to happen to that seed. It's never going to make it. All the other roots and all the other systems in the ground are going to choke it. Right? So, break up your fallow ground and sown out among thorns. See, Jesus said flesh and blood can, I mean the scripture says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You will not come into your inheritance if you walk as a carnal man. So in other words, if that seed is falling by the wayside, the stony ground, the shallow ground, etc. And not falling on good ground, then that's because we're living carnally in our lives. In other words, we're living after ourselves instead of after God. And as I shared with my son last night, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's not that God doesn't want you to have other pursuits that are godly pursuits. He doesn't want all those other pursuits to be first in our lives. And so in verse 4, Jeremiah 4, 4, circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart you men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, 
reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Amen. And that's what we want right there is the rain to come down on our lives. Amen. The rain of righteousness. Amen. That power to produce and bring forth that seed has to have rain in the natural, right? That seed has to have rain. And when God begins to rain down on your lives, the righteousness, the results, you see the results now. You experience the kingdom of God. You experience the word of God through your faith in God, the word, right? Now you're seeing the results because the rain has come, glory to God. Now you see a product being produced because you stayed and maintained the righteous course of the Lord. You maintained your walk with God in patience and you stayed righteous, right, if you will, in the path. You didn't deviate and start wondering about this and wondering about that and speaking evil of this and speaking evil of that. You didn't quench the word of God. Amen. Now the word of God is of effect. In other words, it's going to affect your life positively after the Lord. You reap what you sow, in other words. You see, you want to reap a harvest that's bad? Then keep speaking in belief, from your belief system all these areas that are out of order and wrong according to God's word. And it says here, you have plowed wickedness. That was in Hosea 10, 12, by the way. You have, now verse 13, you have plowed wickedness <clears throat> You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way and in the multitude of thy mighty men. In other words, you kept going back to Egypt. You kept going back to the Babylonian system, to the what you know. And you didn't want to live this life in faith towards God. And what I said to you, you didn't want to be obedient to it. Now you're reaping the harvest. And that harvest is not of God. See, so we got to be good ground, amen. We've got to be watchful of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of lust and riches and the lust of other things that enter in and keep choking this word out of our lives. The good ground are those that hear it, receive it, and bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100. The blade, the ear, the full coin, the good, the acceptable, the perfect, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. Constantly producing after this kingdom of God results fruit unto the glory of God. Amen. Praise God. Now, <clears throat> as the scripture says here, I'm sorry, not the scripture. I'm sorry. I want to read y'all again this statement and close it with this. Amen. Praise God. The will of the Father is the word of the Father. The word of the Father is the way of the Father. The way of the Father is the work of the Father. And the work of the Father is the word of the Father. Amen. God wants to get us to that place where we're walking in that maturity day in and day out in our lives. Amen. Experiencing and bringing results. Amen. Bringing them as unto the Father. Amen. Do it. And as I said to my son last night, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Amen. I was encouraging him because... You know, we're getting to be in a time now where they can't, you know, they can't, I don't want them to go to the school, right? So, and so therefore, you know, I, I, was, I was asking them the expectation of be, be mature and be professional, you know, about your presentations and whatever you do uh, in, in these meetings that y'all have, you know, these virtual classrooms and stuff. 
and uh, so that you're a representation unto the Father of, 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 of Christ. In other words, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Amen? And wait on the Lord because as it says, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Break up the hardness. Break up the carnality and get back into faith toward God. Amen? Repent back unto the Lord and start experiencing God in your life and the, and the fullness of what he's wanting to bring you into which is an exact representation of Christ in the earth. So it says here, For it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Father, I thank you for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to bring forth these words of life. I thank you for those ears that are hearing your word, Father God, and receiving it with gladness. But I thank you that they're bringing forth good fruit, amen, unto your glory. And I thank you, Lord God, that you come and you reign righteousness on us amen because of the results of our faith toward god amen in your word amen we're experiencing reaping father after that word because of the right path of jesus christ in our lives thank you lord god for this precious precious opportunity father god and we bless you lord and we praise you father in jesus name amen hallelujah you are the king and you reign forever you are the lord and you've triumphed over every foe we praise you, you are the king and you reign forever.